0: Joe Benigno and Evan Roberts on the fan. Joe
1: and Evan, Evan and Joe. On WFAN Sports Radio. If you want to be in the New York, no. Got to know Joe and Evan. Evan and Joe. 66 on your AMI 101.
0: All right, 205 on the fan and a very good Friday afternoon to you. Beningo and Robertson in the afternoon, 877-337-6666 is the phone number here till about 625 or so. We'll take you to the pregame show. Yankees open up a four-game wraparound weekend series with the Red Sox at the stadium. Tommy Lugauer in Manhattan, Ernie Acosta somewhere. Uh, God bless him. And we are live from the uh, Town Fair Tire studio where nobody, 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 and nobody on top of that beats Town Fair Tire. Absolutely nobody. Bro, how are you?
1: I am – I'm pumped up. That's how I am. you pumped up for your – I hopes. am pumped, I am pumped last, up. I am pumped up.
0: I mean, you You can't – let me tell you right now. You, there is no way that I don't see the Nets being having a competitive series with the Toronto Raptors. I mean, I just don't see how that's not happening, bro. Did I don't they going to win, but I, I got to believe – I got to believe you're looking at them winning a couple games. I'm going to give the Nets two wins here. in this.
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> you wins. ever see uh, the original Rocky? Rocky won. Oh, yeah, of course. Last night, and I was ticked off at Karras Laver because Karis has to take it to the basket. I'm sorry. You can't okay. settle you didn't for like a the step pull up back. No, well. no, because he was beating him off the dribble all night yeah. long. Take it to the basket. But right, right, look, right. it's tough to get on Karras. He played like a star last night, like a superstar. He played for, like a
0: star this whole
1: time. The whole time. When you go for 37-9-6 and six in what is essentially a playoff game, not for you, <laughs> right, but for, for your opponent, right. and that matters more. For them, it is a playoff game. When you shoot 55% from the field and you go for 37, nine and six, you played like a star. I was just very disappointed in the shot selection to um, end the game. Well, but, you know
0: what? Better he t- has that shot selection yesterday. Yes. Than starting
1: on uh, Monday. I guess
0: Monday <laughs> is the first game, right? Oh, exactly.
1: I did think that too. But after you know, he missed the shot, and I tweeted off how you know a little ticked off I was about the shot selection. I got to tell you, it was one of the rare times that after a loss, I felt like it was a win, kind of like at the end of Rocky 1. I understand that. Where you went toe-to-toe with a team that was playing for their lives. I mean, they were playing for their postseason lives. Damian Lillard had said the other day, biggest game of my career. And he played a hell of a game, including a huge defensive play with about a minute to go when he picked the pocket of Karras Levert. But the fact that they fought that they clawed, that they battled. And they were the only Team Joe yesterday who actually showed up when they had nothing on the line. Everybody else, whether it's the Dallas Mavericks or it's the Milwaukee Bucks, they didn't show up. They were pathetic yesterday. They rolled over for the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Nets showed up. They gave a damn last night. They battled, even though it meant nothing for them. So about, I'd say, two and a half minutes after the Levert miss, I was happy. And I'll admit this to you, bro. I'm not this way now. I sobered up. I was irrationally pumped up last night. I was irrationally well, thinking, wow, they can really take it to the well, defending you know champs. I,
0: I will say this. I mean, and we talked about this. You know, this is so unprecedented what we're looking at here. This, this is not the NBA playoffs as we know them. I mean, let's be real about it. It's just not. There's no, You're not playing on anybody's home court. Uh, there's no travel involved. We've talked about this endlessly. And teams like the Nets have no pressure on them. I mean, you could say whatever you want. I understand. There's no pressure on the Nets. None. They they came into this and and nobody gave them nobody was what, what were the odds of them going 5 and 3 in <laughs> in the in their regular season bubble. So they are in a tremendous position here to really, you know, do something. I mean, I look, I don't think they're going to win the series, but I think you're looking at a 6-game series. I think the Nets are going to give them all they want. Well, I really but do. You I, know I, what, I think bro? The Nets they're a very motivated team right now. On a, lot, for, on a lot of different
1: levels. A lot of reasons they're motivated because you have no a question. lot of guys who are no battling question. for their jobs, yeah. led by the head coach. Who, yeah,
0: and and I want to say this too. Not just the guys battling for their jobs. Guys like Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert's trying to say to you, hey, you know what? Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm a star. That's what he showed you here. Yeah. I am a star. He's played like one. I him. can be a lead guy for this team. And he's I think, played like And I'm not like saying him. he's, you know, that's what you're looking at down the road. But I think that's what he's trying to show you
1: right oh, now. Oh, no doubt. I think for him last night, he looks on the other side and he sees Damian Lillard, he sees CJ McCollum, right. he knows it's on right. TNT, he knows that the eyes of NBA fandom are on that game last night. If you're sure. an NBA fan, that's a sure. must-watch game. Casual fan, I don't know how I don't know how much you're into it. It is still just to get to right. the 8th seed yeah. and get into a play-in game. But for the for the NBA fan, everybody's watching that last night. So I think you're right for him. He's trying to show the world how no damn doubt. good he is. No I got to hand it to Jacques Vaughn. I'm not saying this turns into him being the head coach of this team because I pointed this out to you yesterday. What he's done with this team has very little to do with coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Right. But last night, I love what he did. He was throwing a box and one at Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. They were sending doubles at him constantly. He was basically Still saying, 42. look. 42. And he he performed, by the way, Damian Lillard. He responded. He went for 42 and 12, including he hit 1-3 from the NBA logo. And you know what? Usually you'd say, hey, that's a bad shot. You know why it wasn't a good shot? It was the rare time where Damian had space. So he said, you know what? I'm taking this shot. But he basically dared everybody else to beat them. And I don't mean to take a shot at Melo. I have great respect for Melo. Carmelo Anthony had an open corner three with about 20 seconds to go, 30 seconds to go. That basically would have won the game for Portland. He flat out missed it. Jacques Vaughn said, let everybody else beat me. And CJ McCollum played well. Nurkic played well. But I like the game plan of trying to at least throw everything at Damian Lillard. But you've got him battling for his job. You've got Timothy Loabo Cabrerao battling for his job. Jeremiah Martin. So... I, but, but here's the thing, though. They're bro. a
0: hungry team. You know what the Nets are? And this is what you got. This is a hungry Nets team. And this might be the last time you see this team this hungry. So oh, wow. It's going to be lot. different next year. It's going to be a lot different.
1: They are going to go because right now, I think they're very likable. They're the yeah, underdog. They're they would be some team. story if they, they won't be ever existed. they so
0: likable next year when Durant no. and Kyrie are there. No, and I get uh, that. I, that. That's I fine. i even for me, I mean, right that's now, fine. for a guy that's not a Nets fan, and I have no, you know me, I have no ill will toward the Nets. I mean, I really don't. I want. I'd like to see them go on a long run here for a lot of reasons. <laughs> keep keep those uh, you know uh, one thirty starts going. You know well, I, mean? I think but,
1: eventually, if they go on a run, no, they'll I get understand. the respect of some primetime games.
0: You would hope so. <laughs> but but but, but, s- but seriously, I mean, you're right. They're a likable team right now because they're they they are a real uh, underdog type team. They won't be when Kevin no. Durant is there. No,
1: no, and, and they're going to be sure. they're going to be hateable next year. Yep, and that's fine. Yep. That's that's what they should be next year. But you said, hey, I think that they could give the Raptors a no, series. I, think, I think they could question. take them to six. Here's the problem. I'm getting sucked in to that being my expectation now. That my expectation went from, hey, let's just have some fun at the bubble. We're kind of seeing who fits for next year's roster. I got to be honest with you. With all due respect to Kevin Durant and Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm not even thinking about them right now. Well, you should I am be. thinking They're squarely about the team right now. Right. They,
0: don't, they don't exist to you right now. and. Uh, in uh, NBA 2020 right now. But, but I don't. thought
1: going into the bubble, it was all going to be about, ah, oh, let's see who fits right, next year's right. roster. I'm not even thinking about next yeah. year's roster. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even thinking. Hey, it's all, all about... You Can they go on a run? And unfortunately, look, the Raptors have played very well in the bubble. And I also think in a lot of ways, they're just a very tough matchup for this team. They're an excellent defensive team. They defend the three well. We know if the Nets are going to want any kind of run, they're going to have to hit threes at a very high clip. They've got a lot of size issues. They clearly have the veteran experience. A guy like Kyle Lowry who has seen it all, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, so... It's a very, very difficult matchup. I'm not as confident they're going to push it to six. I'm not as confident it's going to be that win, competitive. Don't
0: you have to at least give them one win in this. I, mean, I hope I, so. I, I would be surprised if they got swept. I, I, I will say that they I, won't win. I, I, have. I'm not saying they're going to win, and I'm sure you get good, no, uh, good odds on them. Yes. A uh, good money line on them. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think it's going to be, you know, I, at least one, and I, and I could see two. I, well, I, I almost get look that at, first game. The first game to me, especially in the atmosphere they're playing in,
1: is huge for the Nets. To well, go I look out there at, and
0: steal that first game Monday.
1: I look at last year as a template. So last year they stole Game One, like you described. They right, were they in got game hammered
0: after that by Philly. They well, the they didn't get
1: hammered in that. They lost the next four. Right, they they lost the next four, but Game Two was a very winnable right. game. They were tied right. at halftime. Completely collapsed right. coming out of the gate right. in the second half. Certainly, Game Four they could have won. Right, Game Four was a game they blew, right. and Game Five right. they got destroyed right. in. Right. So if if they followed that template in a five game series against the Raptors, you wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be thrilled. They've right. changed the bar based on the way they've played in these eight games. That's the truth. They've changed it, and if that no. may be irrational. Fine, that's irrational. That's what we are as fans. Sometimes we're irrational. But they've raised the bar by playing the way they've played the eight games in the bubble. And what's incredible, Joe, is think back to the first game they played in the bubble. They got destroyed by the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were going to go maybe old for the bubble. Maybe they beat the Wizards and that's it. But they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Kings. And then pushed it. This was impressive in that it meant nothing for them last night. There was no no benefit to winning. And even as a fan watching it, you know, my attitude going in was, you know what, I just want them to be competitive. I don't care if they win or not. What does it matter? As the game went on, they're up by 10 late. You're thinking, hey, I want to win this game. As much as I like Damian Lillard, you know, as much as I like the Trailblazers, as much as seeing Portland against the Lakers is a hell of a lot more appealing than seeing Memphis or even Phoenix, I still wanted to win the game. So it was disappointing that they didn't, but it was impressive that they fought them and they battled them the way they did last night. Hopefully it means something going into Monday.
0: Well, I mean, look, I, I, I again, I, I, just, I will be surprised if they get swept by Toronto. You're right. The expectations have changed here, not to the degree of winning the series, but I certainly could. I don't think two games is 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 crazy. I, I'm I'm going to say six. Toronto wins it.
1: Well, I was looking at the odds. I was looking at the odds for game one. They are ten and a half point underdogs, okay. and the money line is plus four forty
0: well, to steal nice game number. one. So, so if you're thinking so that's a four to one number on game one.
1: That's right. For the Nets to win this series in either 4, 5, that? or 6, it's 100 to 1. 100 four, five, to or six. 1.
0: 6. What about in 7?
1: In 7, it goes down a little bit to 65 to 1. Right. Yeah, so, point. yes, you can make a lot of money off the Nets pulling off what would be a stunning, stunning, one stunning option. One thing that upset. worries
0: me about this series is the team they're playing from the aspect that they, even though they are the defending champions, still have something to prove because they don't have Kawhi there. Yeah. Yeah. That that so that from that aspect, that that's you know I you know trying to look at all the different angles here. Yeah, that's one thing that they kind of have, you know, that Toronto certainly has.
1: No yeah, doubt. And, and I, what
0: did they do in the bubble? What was their number in the bubble? They've
1: only lost one game in the bubble. Is that what they lost? They're 6-1. One. One. They've been six the bet. Yeah, because they're playing right now, even though nobody's playing. Okay. They're playing the Nuggets. It's kind of like an exhibition game. Right, right. But they have come out, and yeah, we see, talked that's, yesterday that's
0: about— the one negative thing about who they're playing. Those, oh, there's have, a few negative things. They might things for, be better off playing the Bucs than that's right now. You know,
1: I thought that was crazy, but as but the days have that, gone like, on— You do think that, right? Yeah, I've started to move in that direction. i still say I'd rather play the Raptors, but I've moved in that direction— the one reason why I still say I'd rather play Toronto than Milwaukee is the honest factor. You're still talking. Yeah, no, I
0: understand that. Look, but the I,
1: Raptors have a lot of good players. A lot of good players. Right. Pascal Siakam is a very good player. Well, guys, Kyle Lowry is now, a Noah very is good player.
0: He's a championship, too. And like I said, there is something. If they, if, if they were the team that they were last year and Kawhi was still there, even with Kawhi there, it's still not quite the same as they – You know, and they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because Kawhi's not there. No you know doubt
1: I mean? about it. No doubt That's about one it. thing
0: about Toronto that w- that worries me. Would they've played
1: me. well in the bubble. They have a chip on their shoulder. They're a matchup problem for the Nets. Mm-hmm. They're a very good defensive team. They have a hell of a head coach in Nick Nurse. Uh, they've got a lot of veteran experience. It's not ideal. <laughs> what am I gonna tell you? Well, no. you knew that going in. Like but you knew that they were going gonna be the seven no. or the eight, so you knew right. it wasn't gonna be a great matchup. Right. But I am surprised, stunned, I guess would be the word, that they won out, won five games in this bubble, and they at least even have me thinking, maybe a handful of NET fans thinking about, you know, battling Toronto and fantasizing about somehow knocking them off.
0: Well, hey, you know what, bro? Be happy. You should be happy about it.
1: Well, I'm I'm happy because... It's the middle of August. The Islanders are coming off such an impressive right, victory right, against the right, Washington Capitals right, where right. they score the four-answer goals.
0: 7.30 tonight for that game?
1: 8 o'clock.
0: 8 o'clock for that game.
1: Okay. Well, the funny thing about the NHL is it's scheduled to be at 8 o'clock. Well, but yes, remember, sure. there's, a, there's a game coming up in about an hour The Canadians are taking on the Flyers. And if that game goes, goes... five overtime, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, if it goes a the bunch of The game might beat tomorrow.
0: If it goes five, they'll play tomorrow.
1: <laughs> it's tomorrow. possible.
0: Know, Maybe an 11 a.m. face-off. You never know.
1: Maybe. That is that is one weird aspect of the NHL playoffs where you go in, and I saw Barry Trotz was asked about it the other day, or maybe it was this morning. I forget when he was asked about it, about the idea of, you know, you prepare for a start time, but you never know. I mean, we saw what happened a couple of days ago, and it's got to be a challenge. You know, to, to think you're starting at a certain time, guys are such creatures of habit, and then potentially have the game pushed back an hour and a half like we saw game one. Game one was pushed back, I think, 90 minutes. I think it ended up starting... Actually, probably about an hour. I think it was like an hour later than normal. So like I think the it, was Islanders supposed, now. The Islanders, it was supposed to yeah, start at 3 hour. ended up yeah, starting at 4. was supposed to start
0: at 3 and it started at 4. So it was an hour later.
1: Yeah, that's got to be a little bit of a challenge. But I'm sitting here in the middle of August. The Islanders are 1-0 up in the playoffs. The Nets are about to begin a best of 7 against the Raptors. And technically, Joe, technically, the Mets are sitting in a playoff spot well, in the middle not, of August.
0: Yeah, well, the Mets right now, to me... On nine and eleven, in two games under five hundred. It, nice it was very nice to see the two wins. They came back after two uh, very uh, you know tough losses to uh, Washington and win those two games. They're playing. I tell you, the Mets are playing much better baseball. You know, I hate to say it, but the combination of Guillaume and and uh, the kid Jimenez up the middle, they have played a lot better. There's no there's no question about it. And they're starting to hit a little bit, which is good.
1: My Start mentality is, you're right. They're nine and eleven. But we live in a world in now, which eight teams are making the playoffs. I know. Be so five hundred. If you're
0: going to make the playoffs, at least be over five
1: hundred. You know what? The Nets ended up not finishing over five hundred because they lost last yeah, night. Right, and you right. know how much I care about that. Now, you know
0: you don't care. I don't give but, a damn. And, but uh, but again, I, I and I understand there's eight teams. But and look. I guess because I'm used to uh, teams under 500 making the playoffs in basketball, which is something I'm not used to in baseball. Well, but
1: but ask yourself this question, okay? Hypothetically, the Mets end up finishing 29 and 31, right? Okay, and they make the postseason, and then much like 2015, they get incredibly hot. They just get hot, and they're in the World Series. Are you really going to care that they were 29 and 31? No,
0: but it would bother me a little bit. I mean, look, I'm not going to throw the championship away, but I, I, I can't say it would not bother me a little bit. In
1: 1973, before I was born. They
0: didn't go on. They, they were over 500.
1: I understand, but they winning, you know, 82 games is not exactly a lot over of games. 500. I mean, so really, the last, it's the 500 who was thing? the
0: last major league team to be under 500 and make the playoffs. Who was Nobody. Right. So I don't want to be the <laughs> first all, to that's do that. That's your point. Okay. You understand what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Baseball, fine. it's different. It's I mean, fine. even football, we see teams under 500. I don't want to see that in baseball. There's some secret- sacredity if that's the right word to it. You know what what I mean?
1: if I told you right now? I'm telling New you right 500. now, even the New York in
0: five hundred would be better.
1: Okay, but I, let me that's throw a hypothetical better. at you. Yeah. Okay? The Jets finish seven and nine and win the AFC East.
0: Yeah, I mean that's You're right with that. I, I like that better than I like the Mets <laughs> in the World Series under five hundred. Okay. Now, only right. only because I've seen this already. <laughs> this is not unprecedented. All right. And we've seen a seven and nine team actually win a playoff game. We have. You know, so it would be a little different. I've already seen the, you know, the Jets as an eight and eight team in the playoffs too. So, but I, but I, there's something, you know, baseball under five hundred in the playoffs. It's a different year though. uh, In
1: general, you're right, but it's a different year.
0: Well, look, be over five hundred. Well, you know what? In in all seriousness, Joe. Even 31 and 29, I got no problem with that.
1: Okay. In all, in all seriousness, though, I, I still believe that it's going to take being over 500 to make yeah, the playoffs.
0: I, I hope so. I hope so.
1: I don't I know if 29 right. and 31 30 I mean, is even the getting in. are even
0: playing. What's happening with that? Yeah,
1: the Cardinals are going to start on Saturday, and yeah, they're about they? to embark on playing doubleheaders double basically header after every double day. Header, right?
0: So, so the Cardinals yeah. are basically going to be playing no more 9 inning games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the Cardinals' schedule, because I just saw it, they released, MLB released their right, plan a right. couple of, couple, maybe a half hour ago they have them on schedule to get to 58 games which is pretty good
0: if they that's get not bad that's tremendous that that's tremendous games, now that would be that would be uh outstanding
1: it involves playing double headers almost every day but that is their plan to get them close to 58 games with all the double headers and it's going to start on saturday uh with the first of their double headers <laughs> were they playing saturday uh, the Cubs or the White Sox? I know they're in okay. Chicago for a week. I'm trying to remember who they're playing. I think yeah, it's the right. Cubs at first. Or I think it's the White Sox at first, actually. Okay. And then they play the Cubs. So they're in Chicago getting all these games And Yeah, it's the White Sox first, then it's the Cubs. Uh, we will talk more basketball and more hockey later on in the show. Kevin Weeks will join us. His thoughts on what he has seen so far in the NHL playoffs, including the Islanders being up 1-0. Our old buddy Brian Scalabrini will join us in a little bit. I was going to
0: say, when are we getting Scalabrini on? Now things are heating up and we need Scalabrini on.
1: Today is the day. Well, Today
0: is the day. I wonder what yep. he's going to say about that. I can't wait to hear Scalabrini's breakdown of the Nets. I can't.
1: Well, my prediction is he's going to follow this script that I hear from a lot of people, which, which is, is Kyrie Sweet. isn't there, so it's not surprising the Nets have played so well. Oh, come on. I've heard that a lot.
0: Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> I'm just telling he's you. Not, they're not surprised.
1: Uh, you know? Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll also get you set for Yankees, see, Red Sox. the Nets
0: going 2-6 going in the bubble at
1: best. Seriously, the only guy I saw that tweeted out he thought the Nets could win five games is Wilson Chandler, who opted out of the ball. Well, but, you know, who's,
0: Annette? who's Annette? Right. Yeah, a Net? Who's a Net, right? That's a little different.
1: <laughs> well, and listen, I don't think it's a big deal because I don't care about these guys right now. I'm not sure any of the Nets are actually watching the Nets. Like, I'm not convinced Durant, maybe Torian Prince. DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving. I don't know if they're watching this team right now. If
0: these guys are not paying attention to the team, that's 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 very uh it bothers me. It's very concerning, I'll say that.
1: Would not surprise me if that's No, the I'm case. not
0: saying I'm surprised, but I mean <laughs> they just, you know,